次の仕事が決まったぜ。毎回にパーってやっか。Another installment of animation. I'm your host here, Josh Dunham. You may have heard of me from anime3000.com. You may be here from the SSAA podcast. Uh, you may also now find me on the ADD network, Anime Digital Dysfunction. So go check them out. Um, great shows on there. Uh, I just want to mention them because this is pretty much the only news <laughs> I'm probably going to put on this show today. So. Basically, since there's been such a slow week in anime since I last recorded, there's practically nothing to report on. Uh, there's a thing here and there that I'll mention because I personally care about it, but other than that, nah, nothing. So, uh, the first bit of news, like I mentioned, is I am now on the ADD Network. I want you to go check them out. They've got some awesome podcasts on there. They've got the Shaft video uh, series you have on there. You've got the... Anime Addicts Anonymous, you have Too Lazy to Be Otaku, you have uh, you got a bunch of different episodes on there of different shows, and I just want you to check them all out. So please support the, that network. Uh, you know, like I said before in the last episode, I would not be joining these guys if I didn't want to support them, if I didn't think they were worth my time. These guys are worth it. So please go and check them out. Also, uh, I, I've been fixing some things up on the blog. Uh, I know there's roughly around... There's a, there's a good handful of you. I don't want to give out exact numbers. There's a good amount of you that are downloading these episodes regularly. And for you guys who are doing that, I want to say thank you very much. It, it makes me extremely happy to go on and look at the numbers of download... Sorry, the, the download numbers for each episode. It just makes me happy to know that there are enough people out there who care to listen to this show. So I want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, especially I want to thank my good friends at the SSA podcast, especially Doctor, because he and I are such big podcasting nerds. It's not even funny. Like, I just got off uh, Skype talking to him like, yeah, yeah, so this is what I'm doing to, uh, to fix up my blog here. You know, you should try doing some of these techniques as well. And uh, speaking of which, that segues perfectly into some updates and some... Uh, 
site news, I've recently started getting even more professional or even more uh, better -er with my blog layout. Uh, what I want to point out especially is now I have added a um, I've added this read more button. Why did I do that? Well, I know it may be just uh, a little bit of an inconvenience or disadvantage for you guys because now you got to go to my site and click on another link, you know, to get to the uh, actual episode so you can download it. However, if you're following me on Twitter, that's Josh, uh, J-O-S-H, underscore Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M, just like the comedian, um, then I will be posting direct links to where my downloads are. But anyway, uh, back to what I was saying originally, it may be a little bit more of an inconvenience for you guys, but the thing is, it helps me track which episodes are getting downloaded and which um, posts are being viewed. Because whereas before, if the whole post was on the main page, then all you had to do is go to the main page. I can never tell if people were looking at the newest episode, if they were browsing back at an older episode that they uh, really liked or something. You know, so I couldn't tell. I could tell people were coming to the site, but what were they, you know, what were they doing at the site? So I've added that to help one clean up so you not have a bunch of show notes when you're going to look through my archive. Uh, of course, I'm not going back to the older shows and fixing all those. I'm just going to start doing that from now on. So now you just say, okay, this show, this show, this show, and then if you want, you can click on the read more button. And also I've added a retweet button for those of you who think my show is good enough to be added into your own Twitter feed. Of course, I'm not saying, um, I am saying please click that retweet button just by putting it there, but I don't want it to sound like you have to click, click that button. Your download, your view of, you know, of that single blog post is more than enough uh, for me anyway. I mean, as long as you're downloading the show, I'm happy. If you want to retweet it, that's awesome because, I mean, think of it this way. If it's good enough for you to listen to, isn't it good enough for other people to listen to? I don't know. Maybe I'm not that good, you know? And if that's the case, please tell me so. Leave a comment. Uh, my email's right there. You can subscribe to me by iTunes. Uh, I've got... I'm starting to finally set up my podcast instead of be like, here, it's hosted on Mediafire. <laughs> so you have to go to another site just so you can click on something, wait, and then download it, which I'm almost embarrassed uh, to say I had to do that at one time. And I never had, like, listen online, so you had to always, you know, deal with a broken Flash player. And, uh, <laughs> you know, looking back, I'm, I'm quite embarrassed at some of the things I used to do for my podcast. And uh, I'm thinking of redoing some episodes. I know the SSA podcast has been doing that. i got to mention them again. They redid that mech ep uh, episode there. I was thinking of redoing maybe my Evangelion and, and such. There's, like, listening to older episodes, I have to say, like, I'm embarrassed almost at to uh as to some of my views and opinions as well as editing skills and all that sort of thing i don't want to pull them down however because that's kind of like this may sound a little arrogant pretentious but it's my legacy it, it's like my story of podcasting you know you can go to my original episode and you know when this comes out, you'll be listening to it, so you can compare it to this episode, and you can easily tell there's a much, you know, I'm maybe I'm a little less on topic, uh, or maybe I'm more on topic, I don't know, I guess I, I could see you arguing that either way, but my point is the same, like, you can just tell, it's almost a different show, it's evolved, 
And, you know, just like a Pokemon, if you don't have the first stage, you don't train it from level one. Well, if you hatched it from an egg, you train it from level one. Uh, but if you didn't, if it's a starter Pokemon or you caught it in the wild, you trained it from whatever level. Let's just say level one for the sake of the argument, my, what I'm about to say. If you didn't train it from level one, it's not as good as if you just picked it up in the, mini, in the, in the middle. So, you know, for those of you who have been sticking with me that long... I'm sure now you guys can go back and say, wow, he has improved. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how many episodes I'm up to now. I'm going to have to stop and count that because I might be coming close to like episode 30, 40, or 50, somewhere around there. Because I know like last season, I quit somewhere around the 20 mark, and now I'm in the 20s. Or sorry, uh, now I'm like episode 12. So, you know, 30 ish, you know, I, I might be approaching episode 40 here soon. So I might have to start thinking of things to do for episode 50. Um, let's see. Uh, I hate to mention this. I want to do this episode, but I'm not sure if this episode's going to work. This Pokemon episode I've been talking about for a while now, I really want to do it. But the thing is, like, I don't know if you guys want me to do it or not. I haven't gotten any feedback. I can talk about Pokemon, sure. I mean, I just got done making a metaphor. I love Pokemon. You know, for me, that's that's my G.I. Joe slash Transformers. You know, that's what I grew up with as a kid. So I could talk about that all day, uh, you know. But I'm not sure if that will interest you guys. I don't want to put my heart and soul into making a two-hour episode to have nobody listen. Uh, but speaking of two-hour episodes, you know that nostalgia those those did pretty well. I think that was more because I got some backing from Anime Three Thousand. But yeah, ever since I did those, I think that was like the best move I've ever done for my podcast because that required me to act like a professional when I recorded it. It it, it required me to act like a professional when I was hosting them, you know, make my site look better. I mean, I don't consider myself like, mm, look at me, I'm a professional podcaster, because there is no such thing. If you're podcasting, you're talking, and someone's, you know, you're just recording a conversation. I mean, it doesn't get really formal, I suppose. I guess as, you know, the formal form of a podcast would be a radio show, but whatever. Let's not go there. But my, my point is the same. It required me to grow. And in that growing, I grew with an audience. So I don't know if this is just me being nostalgic because it's been a little over a year since I've been podcasting. But uh, yeah, so I'm just saying like the site is better than ever. You have any suggestions or anything I think I should, uh, anything you think I should start doing, let me know. I, I'll see if I can fix up the site. Uh, other news, imp let's see. Oh, uh, Bakemonogatari. Dude, this is exciting. Bakemonogatari is finally on Japanese streaming. I think it's Japanese only. I'm not quite sure. I'm waiting for that to hit fan subs. And yeah, I'm excited. This is the last episode. And I'll finally be able to review this series, like start to finish. I, I, I might, you know, make a big deal out of this. Make a big freaking deal out of the, the whole podcast. I'm not sure how I want to deal with that. But I'm super excited for that. Let's see. Everything else um, is up in the air at this point. I have some plans. I I'm thinking about doing a, a video review. Just like a plain video review for myself. Maybe I'll, I'll see if Anime 3000 wants to host it for me. But I'm thinking of just doing a review of Metal Skin Panic uh, Madox. Or Madox. I don't know how to pronounce that. The anime said Madox. I accidentally... Uh, stumbled across the English dub. I wanted to get it subtitled, but 
I got the dub and I I watched it dubbed and that oh my goodness I could just go on and on and on about that show but I want to do a video review because that will truly do it justice so I don't want to talk about too much um but yeah and I was thinking of oh no I can't share those plans because I've got some really awesome plans I want to do the thing is I I'm still busy with finals getting those done and uh if things fall through, I don't want people saying, well, where is this? You know, I don't want it to turn out to be another Pokemon episode where I promise a bunch of shit and every, nothing happens. So that is all the news I have. I'm sorry if it's a little bit of a lackluster segment here. But, you know, that's pretty much all I've got. You know, it's a very slow week in, in anime. Um, I guess if you want to listen to something more in tune with the news i can suggest you go listen to the friday ace podcast because it doesn't matter how slow that week is mr dent always has something for us to listen to whether it be just you know the top japanese tracks that week or what have you so i'm gonna see if i can start releasing these episodes on thursdays maybe release them a bit early so i'm not quite sure how that will work i'm thinking maybe i i release them if i can on my blog on wednesday and uh, then host them to the ADD network on Thursday like I'm supposed to. So I have a one-day overlay so that way I have more people coming to my personal blog. you know. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to screw over the ADD network. So I don't know. I'll have to talk with them and see what they think, what they would prefer, and then you know, come to a conclusion with that. But uh, anyway, that is, that's all the news. Like I said, again, a slow week. But this time I'm giving a very exciting review and you could probably guess what it is i probably already put it in the title i probably put it in the show notes so you guys already know what it is but uh it's lupon the third castle of cagliostro the miyazaki directed lupon film or one of them anyway and uh <laughs> wow yeah let's just go into that segment and uh let's hear what i gotta say on that huh have you heard about super happy anime fun time what's that the anime podcast with the objective fans' point of view on anime news and releases and reviews of anime. Wow, where can I find that? You can find it at AnimeShaft.com. In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com the Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, let's go again. ルパン先生。かの名高き怪盗ルパンの孫だ。世界中の警察が俺に血まなこ。ところがこれが捕まらないんだな。ま、自分で言うのはなんだけど、狙った獲物は必ず奪う神出鬼没の大泥棒。それがこの俺、ルパン三世だ。次元大輔、俺の相棒、早打ち、レコンマ三秒のプロフェッショナル、クールなガンマ
その上義理堅く頼りになる男十三代目石川五右衛門いにしえの大泥棒石川五右衛門の末裔居合抜きの達人何でも真っ二つにしちまう怒らせると怖い男銭形警部ご存知銭形平次の子孫警視庁の腕利き警部俺を捕まえるのを生きがいとする俺の最も苦手なとっさんだ謎の女峰藤子女盗賊か女スパイかこの俺にもわからない謎の女いつもひどい目に遭うが憎めないんだなほら可愛い子ちゃんが弱いからねさてさてこれら一癖も二癖もある連中に囲まれて今週はどんな事件を巻き起こしてやろうかな What can be said about Castle Cagliostro that hasn't already been said? Well, frankly, absolutely nothing because everyone and their mother's dog has reviewed this show. Or this movie, excuse me. And you know what? So what? I'm a Lupin fan. I want to review a Lupin movie that I saw recently, okay? So, even though I say I'm a Lupin fan, I have not seen. Like everything out there. I've seen select little pieces of this, that, the other thing, so there's still definitely room for my fandom to grow, but I'm going to do more of a direct comparison of the original 1968 Lupin series versus Cagliostro because one, they're both wearing green jackets, two, they're both directed by Miyazaki. Now, many people I don't think know this, well, those who are Uh, interested enough, usually know this, but the Green Jacket series, for those who aren't interested enough, <laughs> was directed primarily by Miyazaki. Most of the episodes had Miyazaki's、uh, direction on that. So, even though I've mentioned that both of them are Green Jacket, both of them are Lupin, and both of them are directed by Miyazaki, they are totally and completely different incarnations of the same、um, show, of the same. Characters. There's so much in in both series, sorry, in, in the series and in the movie that are so different. And I haven't finished the Green Jacket series yet. I'm pretty close. But I'm going to focus primarily on the movie and tell you my likes and dislikes about it. Of which I have one big, huge complaint. Well, actually, I have quite a few big complaints. And don't, you know, don't let this make you think that I didn't enjoy the movie. I did. Honestly, I thought it was really good. I loved it. It didn't feel too Miyazaki ish, which a lot of his stuff does sometimes. But at the same time, it didn't feel Lupin ish enough. So I guess if I'm giving you the, what I think of it before I even give the whole review, I thought it was pretty、um, not mediocre. It was good. It was on definitely the better than average, but it wasn't spectacular like I was expecting it to be. I've heard so many people say it, it's crap, and yet at the same time say it's so incredibly awesome. And for me, I, I, I fall with that third category of people who say, eh, it's okay. You know? I, I like the movie, but not enough to really say, you know, I don't like it as much as the other Lupin stuff I've seen. So, my main problem, like I was going to talk about before I got a little sidetracked there, was one major thing that I think. Almost any film or series special, or TV special, I should say, should always have. And maybe this is just my very rudimentary, you know, straight laced thinking of like when you watch a Detective Kanan film, 
or a TV special or a Lupin special, you know, or the Inuyasha or Dragon Ball Z, don't you kind of expect to have the opening theme song or the theme for that series or character played somewhere in the very beginning when they're introducing them? I mean, isn't the formula basically like this? For most films, anyway. Here's the situation. You don't see any of our main characters, but you see there's a little bit of foreshadowing right in the very beginning. So we can see how this whole plot is getting set up. Okay, here's the opening event, the opening act. And then, oh, introduce main character or characters, our party, and then play said opening music. Well, you don't really have that in Castle Cagliostro. I watched the dub, and, you know, I was waiting for that Lupin theme, you know, just, it didn't even have to be the new, I call it new, it's not really new, but I was waiting for the, uh, I think it's, they call it the Lupin 78 theme, or 79 theme, I'm not quite sure, but um, the, the the one that most people know, you know, dun 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 you know, that one, okay? But it wasn't quite in there. And if it was in there, it wasn't like in the very beginning when they're introducing everyone. And yeah, I realize this is Green Jacket and it's some of the earlier Lupin. So yeah, maybe that, I'm not quite sure when the dates lined up. So maybe that theme wasn't out yet or wasn't really mainstream enough for that to be integrated into the film. But what about the uh, Afro... 68 Lupin theme from the Green Jacket TV series that started it all. Well, the manga started it all, but as far as animated, you know, besides the pilot, that's, you know, to me, that's kind of like the first dot on the map for mainstream Lupin success. Yes, I know the, uh, it was kind of a, well, not kind of, it was completely a flop and didn't get uh, good ratings until reruns, but yeah, I, I, I'm spending too much time talking about the Green Jacket series here. The movie didn't like... So that that was my first big problem, is that the movie didn't have that solid opening scene with the opening theme. Now I'm trying to rap here, opening scene, theme. But that really threw me off, because I'm sitting here waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for it, like I've seen in all the Case Closed movies and all the Inuyasha Dragon Ball Z. You know, I'm waiting for Chala, Head Chala. You know what I mean? I'm waiting. For this to start, you know, because to me, that's the part where, okay, remember this? You love this. Now, here's, you know, a little story with this. You know what I mean? I was waiting for that, you know, for them to say, here's the nostalgia. Remember all that nostalgia? Okay, now here's something new for you to watch. And it never really came, you know? So that was really big disappointment for me. The other problems I had with it is it started to get a little too Miyazaki. Like, Lupin is pretty much pretty well known for its defying physics and gravity and all that sort of thing. So there's bound to be a scene where Lupin's swimming in air, or trying to anyway, jumping very long distances, which actually both of them do happen uh, in, this, in this film. But... You get what I'm saying. There's definitely going to be a spot where they defy the laws of physics. And that's understandable. I'm waiting for that to happen. But, like, it seemed the the longer the movie went on, 
the more Miyazaki-ish that became. It became too childish, became too surreal. Well, maybe it wasn't surreal enough. Maybe that was actually the issue. You know, now that I, th I say that, I have to stop and think. But, like, let's just talk about the opening car, the opening car chase. There's one, the, the whole thing is full of, like, physics bending slash breaking events. Like, Lupin and Jigen drive up the side of a cliff. Now, yes, given with the right amount of speed, you could drive up the cliff. However, just safely landing on the flat side would not happen because, one, looking at that cliff, it's way too steep. And if I remember correctly, it bent outwards at the top, which means it, it kind of, like, almost like a half pipe. So, if that were the case, you would easily fall over, didn't matter how fast you're going. You would be upside down. So, yes, I understand, you know, Lupin's going to break the laws of physics. But, like I said, I'm expecting this. I'm really expecting this. So, this happens, and I thought it was great. I loved it. I'm, I'm giggling a little bit, like, oh, geez, that's Lupin for you. And it was just fine. You know, I had no problems with that. I mean, Goemon can cut uh, a car in half. He cuts a car in half in the Green Jacket series with his sword. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty well set when it comes to those sort of things. But then later, when Lupin's getting ready to like slingshot himself across, or grapple hook him, uh, throw a grappling hook so he can get across the castle, he literally runs and jumps and does like a ballerina move in midair and lands. And I'm not, I'm not sure if it was maybe just kind of like the music that threw it off because the music didn't feel quite right for this movie either, which yeah was a great disappointment to me. But, I mean, it just, there were, there, there were a couple, a, a lot of things that just really felt off. Um, watching it dubbed may have been a factor in that, because I've always watched Lupin subtitled, period. So, you know, I've gotten used to the, the voice actors, you know, this is just how they sound. But with the dub, now they sound completely different. And I'm not sure if that threw me off. I don't feel like it did, because I don't want to complain about it. There are a couple voices here and there I might say, uh, but, you know, it didn't, wasn't that bad. The thing that really threw me off was the art style. Zenigata? Like, crud, if he wasn't wearing the Zenigata uniform, or costume, or character design, you know, if he wasn't wearing the typical Zenigata attire, I would have said, who the hell is this guy? Because he wasn't, he didn't look quite like Zenigata, he looked a little too... I don't want to say masculine, but Zenigata is supposed to look goofy. Everyone in Lupin looks goofy with the exception of Fujiko. So, I mean, maybe Lupin doesn't look that goofy. He's always got that goofy smile. So, in terms of realism, though, the people who look closest to being real, generally speaking, you know, are the more serious characters. Fujiko and Goemon looks, you know, I mean, I guess you could argue that each of them is realistic in their own, you know, aspects. But Goemon is supposed to look completely goofy. He's the comic relief out of the whole comedic series. You know what I mean? So for Goemon to come in and almost look like a complete... I don't want to say badass, but I mean, he looked like a manly man. His chin, you know, he's broader and, and his chin more pronounced. And, and he seemed to have a little bit of a, a voice issue. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't quite... You know, Zenigata. But, you know, it just... It really didn't feel like Zenigata. And that was another very big issue. Fujiko 
didn't act like Fujiko at all. In fact, I just had a conversation with um, Foxy Brown from the SSA podcast on Twitter, if you want to go look that up. We were talking about Lupin and talking about what we would introduce a new fan and how to get into the series. I honestly believe the best way to do that is just go to, boom, straight green jacket. But that is a really, really rough uh, opening, I'm told. I and like I said, I'm not like some supreme Lupin fan. I haven't I haven't seen everything. You know, I've seen a small portion of everything, but you know, I wouldn't call myself a professor on the subject. So, you know, I'm I'm sure I'm completely and totally wrong. But for me, that's kind of how I did it. I mean, I watched a little bit of Red Jacket, and I was like, eh, it's okay. And then I got real serious and said, okay, I want to watch this. So I watched a Green Jacket, uh, sorry, a Red Jacket TV special. And said, oh, it's okay. I'll go straight to, uh, you know, they, I want to start from the beginning. And I watched Green Jacket. And I love it. It's awesome. It's so awesome. It's not even funny. And, you know, so I would suggest you start with Green Jacket. But anyway, we were talking about this. And she um, she said that she didn't like Fujiko because she didn't like act like Fujiko. And I have to completely agree with that because... You know, in addition to all the character designs looking kind of off, the one that probably looked the closest was Fujiko's, and that's because you can have artistic license with her. Mainly because she's always being a master of disguise or something, you know? She's always dyeing her hair or getting in different clothes or cutting her hair, you know? she. So those kind of uh, aspects of her character design are changing, you know, whenever she needs, whenever the plot needs it to. So for her to be blonde and, you know, that sort of thing, okay. But I mean, like, Lupin didn't feel like Lupin. Fujiko didn't feel like Fujiko. And, and that's, I mean, seeing how Jigen and Goemon didn't do anything for most of the whole entire movie. You know, that, that's, that's, you know, the three major complaints. I just got done with Goemon, you know. So, now, let me give you an example. Lupin gets shot and falls more or less unconscious you know he's bleeding out here and that like doesn't quite feel like lupon i mean generally speaking if lupon is close to dying or if someone has him pretty much pinned up or something jigen will come and see you know someone else will come and see him but fuchiko doesn't dive in there and cover him with her own body you know trying to be a human shield that's not fuchiko fuchiko would grab a gun and shoot the dude trying to kill lupon and say f you and then grab lupon get out of there you know what I mean? She doesn't throw herself in there unnecessarily. Not unless she has a plan. And Lupin, generally speaking, doesn't need to be sa- rescued by Fujiko. I'm, well, maybe that's a little too harsh. But from what I've seen, yeah, he's rescued from Fujiko time to time. But, like, he's he's like Scooby-Doo. Even though the plan goes wrong, something at the end always goes right. He's always smart enough to do something to fix somebody. You know, or screw somebody over, I should say. And you know, a, a great, a great case, uh, a great example of that comes to mind in, I think it was episode three of the Green Jacket series. Now, like I said, I'm going to do, a, you know, pretty much a comparison between the Green Jacket series and the Cagliostro film. But in episode three, I believe it was with. No, it wasn't episode three. It was when they first introduced Goemon, and there was this special. I don't want to say serum, but like a fuel that was so, you know, flammable. Once it hit oxygen, it, it burst into flames. 
and Lupin gets caught on fire by this. And yes, we understand this would kill a man. You know, it, it, it you know, it's, it's not really a laughing matter, but you're watching Lupin on fire and he's just, you know, doing silly things. And then you see him later and he's got black char all over him and he's like dusting himself off. Like, you know, that freaking hurt. <laughs> and he's completely fine. You know, so for Lupin to be shot and bleeding out wasn't, I don't want to say it's like, oh, that's too serious because I believe Lupin can be serious if he, if he needs to or if it wants to and still come off being, you know, to, it could still take itself serious and still come off as being serious is what I'm saying. But like this, that, that particular scene just felt so foreign to the whole idea of the characters. It almost betrays them. Uh, and Fujiko had yellow hair throughout the whole... You know, she had dyed her hair blonde. So she's going with blonde hair through the whole film. Which was kind of disappointing to me. It's like, you have the ability to make her pull off a wig or to suddenly change her hair color and say, oh, I, I, I undyed her. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that may take a little extra effort. But it adds a little more continuity for me as a fan, you know? So that's another thing that threw me off. Maybe I'm just complaining about little things. But with a lack of action for Jigen, Jigen uses a sniper rifle, which was cool, but at the same time, not quite Jigen. Like, Jigen, the whole point is he has his pistol. As long as he has that pistol, he's set. You know, I would love to see some unrealistic shots of, like, Jigen pulling out a pistol and shooting, you know, the, I don't know, the, the pilot of a helicopter out, like, 1,500 feet in the air. You know what I mean? I would love to see something like that. That's, you know, that's cool. That's why I like Lupin. It makes you smile and giggle just thinking about it. Goemon did absolutely nothing. I mean, yeah, they were in the film. And yeah, they had their little part. But it was so insignificant that it's like, why did you even bother to put them in there? Um, and there seemed to be this little backstory with Lupin and... Uh, I don't want to say the main love interest, because Fujiko is kind of there. But there's another girl that Lupin doesn't really... It's not like they're... Exact. It's not like Lupin's hitting on her or trying to get into her pants. At the same time, it's like she definitely has a little bit of a crush on him. You know, and it, it, I think they made it pretty clear, at least in this this movie, that there's a enough of an age difference there that Lupin doesn't look at her as some sex thing. You know, he looks at her more. She's a younger lady. She's a you know, a young lady that I'm trying to help. And at the same time, there was like this backstory, supposedly. I always, I was trying to figure out, and maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. But I was trying to figure out, is there like, did Lupin originally know her when she was younger and stuff? Or what what what's going on is there some backstory that we don't know about you know would you please en enlighten us and you know what i don't think i ever really got an answer i don't feel like i got an answer to that so you know i wouldn't have minded a backstory with lupon like being a friend or i don't know something you know that well now that i think about that that would kind of be a little dorky because Lupin's supposed to be, you know, by himself or with his gang anyway, you know, pulling off heists and stuff. But, 
you know, you, you kind of made, uh, you cu- dropped a couple hints or suggested that, you know, our relationship of some form or nature was present at some time. And I'm waiting to see if that's confirmed or not. And I don't feel like it ever was. You know what I mean? In fact, I feel more so that it was uh, it was suggested and then at the very end said, what? No, that never happened. Then why did you suggest that in the in the middle of the film? And, and, and I want to give an example or two about that is because one very clear indicator to me was that there was this dog or something. Uh, yeah, it was a dog. I almost said cat. No, it's a dog. And the dog never gets friendly with anyone that hasn't been inside the castle or hasn't that the dog doesn't know, and it's friend with Lupin right off the bat. And yeah, that would definitely indicate to me that Lupin has some history there. Y- you you know what I'm saying? And it's like, well, what what is it? Tell me, damn it. So. Yeah, and those are pr- that's pretty much just my thoughts on the movie. You know, if, I would definitely tell a Lupin fan to watch this. Because if you love it, then all the more power to you. But, like, the, the best part of the whole movie, and I'm going to sound like maybe like an ass here, was the beginning. The rest of it just felt completely off. That opening scene where they rob a bank and do that car chase was pretty much Lupin. That's all you really need. You know, the rest of the movie... It, you know, was the movie was really long for what it was doing. There, there, you know, it didn't it didn't feel like Lupin was doing anything. It felt like there was too much of this exposition dragging things out. It felt very Miyazaki. And now I, I'm sure everyone's mad at me for saying what? What do you mean, me? Come on, Miyazaki is like the Japanese Peter Jackson. Okay, yeah, he has some brilliant ideas. He's done some brilliant works, but at the same time, it just some of his stuff feels like crap. Now, maybe Peter Jackson's not quite a great example because Peter Jackson isn't exactly established as well as Miyazaki. <laughs> but at the same time, I think in their approach to directing, I think that's pretty, pretty close. I mean, the Lord of the Rings films, excellent, excellent movie. I, I, I love all those. I, I am primarily the first one, but I look at King Kong, that was a shit fest. You know, he did horrible at adapting that film. I look at Miyazaki, he did pretty badly, from my opinion, adapting Lupin into that film. So from, you know, from that case, like, yeah, uh, Peter Jackson did great when he was doing Lord of the Rings, and yeah, Miyazaki did great when he was doing Princess Mononoke and, you know, all those, those types of classics that we, we, we know and love. But at the same time, like, yeah, they're, they're, they're they both make long movies, <laughs> and they both like to really flush things out. And, yeah, you know, they seem to have this very... Miyazaki seems to have this very, uh, or lately has this environmental mindset. And I'm glad that didn't make an appearance in the Lupin film. I'm so happy because Lupin as a tree hugger will be the day I die. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that because now I feel like uh, I got an assassin after me. But um, you, you, you know what I'm trying to say. So overall thoughts, the movie was fine, but it's not Lupin. It's my same thoughts for the Sherlock Holmes movie. It's not necessarily an adaptation from the original source material, 
but more of a spiritual uh, homage to, I want to say. You know, not not really so much a direct sequel or adaptation because Sherlock Holmes, my thoughts on that were pretty much the same. I love that movie. Some some of the greatest uh, you know, Sherlock Holmes action I've ever seen is in that movie. But it's not a Sherlock Holmes, you know, part of the canon or, or, or something. It, it's just a movie that happens to have the characters and ideas of Sherlock Holmes in it. Castle Cagliostro is a movie that happens to have Lupin and some of its ideas in it. And that's pretty much what I have to say about that. So if you disagree with me, go ahead. Leave a comment. Send me an email. Yeah, I, I would love to argue with you guys. In fact, just send me something on Twitter. Just say, like, Josh Dunham's a complete idiot. Make sure you put at Josh uh, underscore Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M again, because I know, like, people can't spell my name worth beans when it comes to, uh, well, I walk up to the counter and, like, I they have to card me if I buy something or whatever. It's like, what's your name? Uh, Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M. Oh, like the comedian? Yeah, like the comedian. Silence, I kill you. So, yeah. With that in mind, I'm just going to go into a quick segment of what I've been reading and watching, and that might be a little exciting since I bought uh, some new DVDs, so let's jump right into that. Hisui! Quick! Gather everyone in the library! I know who the killer is! But I've gathered everyone together, but I still can't figure it out! How did you solve the crime by just looking at one anime merchandise website? Elementary, my dear Hisui. You see, we thought that hug pillows were the motive, but they were the means! Akika, you are the killer of anime! The Reverse Thieves on Anime 3000 present the Speakeasy Podcast, uncovering the mysteries of anime and manga. Come visit us at thespeakeasypodcast.com. Otaku USA Magazine proudly presents a new podcast. Fresh in Kadaba, soaked in 31 different flavors of wind. Wow, raspberry wind! And fired from a maser cannon of pure love. This podcast will seek to deliver to you what many of its valiant readers have asked of us many times before. Bearing that in mind, what does this show actually contain, you ask? Why... The news, of course, but much, much better. <clears throat> Let me explain. Friday Ace, the podcast edition, is your chance to catch up on all the happenings in Japanese pop culture from this past week, including news recaps, music rankings, and all those interesting tidbits you would have known about had you not given into that burning urge to have a life. Download new episodes every Friday exclusively from otakuusamagazine.com. Rupang, 
その他何でもできるので特にしぐさ相棒早打ち 0.3 秒の次元大輔および何でもが2つ居合の名人石川五右衛門ガールフレンド峰不二子ただしルパンの敵に回ることがあるので十分注意されたい以上日本警視庁ルパン三世専任捜査官銭形平次七代目銭形警部ルパンルパン You know what's a big pain in the ass? Because I record this in segments, every time I start a segment, I always try and start with so blah 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 or because blah 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 anyway. And you know, I always use these very common openings, and I'm trying to refrain from doing that.、Um, and now I'm trying to stop from saying the word so. So, with that in mind, let's just talk about what I've been reading and watching. First off, we're starting with So Say No Aquarian or Genesis of Aquarian. I went onto writestuff.com and、uh, bought myself very nice two dis-、uh, I don't want, not two disc, the two 13 episode packs. The first one with the three, it's the, the two slim packs. So I have the whole series. And then I got that for like、eh, 20 bucks or so, including tax and shipping, which is great.、Um, I watched the first two episodes last night. And I don't know if it was just because I was super tired at 12 o'clock at night, you know, 12 30 ish. But, like, I'm sure everyone knows So Say No Aquarian is, you know, a mech show where when they fuse together, it feels so good they have an orgasm, or practically an orgasm anyway. And,、um, yeah, I was, you know, even saying that, I'm trying not to giggle because it just it was so silly, you know? I mean,. Everyone I've talked to has pretty much said this is、um, a super robot show, but that, pay, you know, that kind of、uh, is.、Uh, I guess the best way to say it is it pays homage to the older super robot shows. And in old super robot shows, the ridiculous notion of the more fired up you got, the better the machine ran,、um, or running the machine made you fired up, you know, that sort of thing. A lot of those ridiculous notions are instead now, I'm seeing this transformed into the machine makes you have an orgasm. <laughs> so instead of like tiny little vibrators and、um, pocket vaginas, we now have giant robots to make us orgasm. So I guess it's a giant fighting sex machine. Woo wee! So,、um, you know, again, you know, I'm not sure what the heck is going on with that. It doesn't like. Distract me from the show so much, I'm not too worried about that. What I am worried about is that all the mechs,、uh, crap, uh, crap, a lot of the stuff in this series, just from the first two episodes, is CG. And that is really worrying me.、Um, I mean, I checked out a couple trailers from the Funimation site, and if I was really smart, I would have watched a couple episodes on the Funimation site. But、um, I just bought it because I heard it was really good, and I like mech. And I want to own a little bit more mech because I look at my.、Uh, My catalog or my library, I should say, and I've got like no mech. I think the only thing I have that could qualify would be Appleseed, you know? So that's kind of,、um, that's even on the iffy side. That could be more cyberpunk. That is cyberpunk, you know? It's not really mech. So <laughs> let's put it the, the, the closest thing I have to owning a mech DVD or something would probably be the Metal Gear Solid games, you know? <laughs> Because those are the only things that actually have mechs in them, you know? Well, I guess Godzilla Final Wars, you know, has Mecha Godzilla, I think. So, you know, I guess that can count. But you get what I'm saying. I was looking to add some more mech to my、uh, library, 
I just blindly bought it. So, <laughs> I'm not sh I'm not regretting it, and so far the CG isn't really eating at me, but I'm worried that it 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 will. I mean, the fights. I I I I want to get lost in the show when I watch it. I don't want to sit and say, "Wow, that's CG. Wow, that's really well animated." Blah blah blah. I want it to be so good that I am lost in the show. And when it swaps from CG to, or when it swaps from regularly really animated, you know, drawn backgrounds, or you know, at least it just needs to look consistent. You know what I mean? And that's why I didn't watch IGPX is because you know, the CG threw me off. And the Aquarion, you know, all their robots in there, it throws me off just a little bit. And, you know, it's not a big deal, but it's just enough that it's like, oh, robot time, you know? And maybe that's what they were going for. Maybe, you know, they were trying to make this split, so that way, yeah, you get absorbed in the show, and then all of a sudden, they do this split on purpose, not to mention it's cheaper. I mean, so... You know, whatever. But at the same time, make it, maybe that split makes me awake or pay more attention because now something different is in front of the screen that I'm going, oh, okay, robot action. And I have to say, it's it's fine so far. Um, but yeah, like, the orgasm thing. It's like, <laughs> I feel like someone else has the remote control and, they're sw and I'm watching a robot fight and then all of a sudden they swap to the climax of a hentai. <laughs> And as bad and dirty as that sounds, that's really the closest thing I can come... Ooh, that sounded dirty. That's the closest thing I can describe Aquarion. You know, it's a, the, the closest thing it comes to. But, uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Only two episodes, so I can't pass judgment. I gotta give it at least four. And, um, I mean, either way, I'm screwed. I'm gonna have to watch the whole thing. Because I bought it. But, uh, yeah, and, and I, let me tell you, it feels good to finally buy something on your own. I mean, the majority of my library is because I work for Anime 3000, and I'm not poo-pooing on that. But, um, you know, I don't buy full-price DVDs very often. Most of the time, it's bargain bin stuff. So, to finally get new DVDs because I purchased it, to have it come in the mail and be like, here you go, Mr. Josh Denham, you know. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. I don't know. Maybe I'm just a nerd like that. I just like seeing my new DVDs in the mail. But anyway. Um, so along the lines of what else I've been reading and watching. I've, I've been recently been reading uh, Berserk, the manga. I've only got like... Well, it went up to volume 31 before it went on to its hiatus. And that's pretty much where I'm going to read. And then not call it quits, but I mean like take a break until there's something more to read. You know what I mean? So I'll consider my reading of Berserk finished until the series starts moving along, until it reaches maybe like graphic novel 35 or something, and then I'll read those novels up. But I'm only like two away. I think I'm on graphic novel 30 right now. So I'm very, very close to finishing up most of Berserk, or I don't know how long the series is going to run. But, I mean, it's good so far. I just like... I feel like, although the story is progressing, it feels like they're doing story arcs that are just, just kind of like building up the character of Guts. And I don't feel like overall plot arc is going on. I want to know more about that writer. I want to know more about where this armor comes from. I want to see 
something happen. You know what I mean? I feel like Berserk recently has kind of like, not like it's it's getting worse or anything. I feel like it's treading water. It's just treading water in different circumstances. So, I like again. I don't hate it. I love it. It's it's great. But at the same time, you know, kind of, uh, I want something to happen here. Something a little more exciting. Double Zeta Gundam, I thought it was going to pick up. Still hasn't. And, yeah. What the hell? I started Gunbuster, the first series, and that's okay. I watched the first two episodes, and I have a feeling that I'm in for much more. Like, after these first two episodes, it's really going to kick into, uh, you know, hyperdrive, and uh, definitely looking forward to that. I just have to sit down and watch them more. I watched the first Digimon movie, but I don't want to talk about it because I want to watch Digimon movies one, two, and three. You know, uh, Digimon Adventure, Boku on the War Game, or was it Boku no War Game or something like our War Game? And um, what's the last one called? Because because the, the original the movie that we're all familiar with that came out here in the United States was an amalgamation of three Digimon movies that came out in Japan. And, like, the first movie is 20 minutes long, and the second one is 40 minutes long, and the third one, I think, is, like, an hour long or something to that effect. So it's it's two hours of watching when the Fox Kids one, or the American one, anyway, is about an hour and tw 20 minutes or so. So it's about 80 minutes long or something, but, uh, yeah. I want to watch all three of those movies and then rewatch the Fox Kids edit of the movies and then kind of just do a little bit of a uh, Digi episode or what have you, because I love Digimon. And I actually really, really love these Digimon movies because the art style is different from the series. I mean, I love the TV series, but what really pushes these movies over the top for me is that very... Loose looking, but very, I want to say solid, but it doesn't look solid. It just looks very free-flowing and natural art style, you know? It just looks not, it doesn't look like Ghost in the Shell where very simple, you know, the lines are very simple, but yet it gives a very realistic and detailed look. At the same time, it's not like Dead Leaves or some spots of Gurren Lagann where, you know, it's highly exaggerated and there's all these extreme shots and all that sort of thing. You know, it's just the art style. I love it. And after I watch these Digimon movies, I want to go and watch Summer Wars because if I'm, I'm not mistaken, the same guy who worked on Summer Wars, I forget his name, also worked on these Digimon films. And I, I really want to see... I, I, I've heard people compare, like, just how close these... Each, each work is. And so I really want to get that experience. I, I want to check that out. Let's see. Other than that, not a lot going on. I watched, uh, like I mentioned, uh, Metal Panic, uh, Metal Skin Panic Ma uh, Madox. Madox. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that's pronounced. I think it's Madox. But I I'm, I'm, I'm really want to do a video review on that. Um, Dorada is supposed to finish up. Actually, it, the last episode is already out, and I have yet to watch the last two episodes. I'm saving them up. I usually watch two episodes at a time, because watching one episode, I feel like, what? Well, I want more. And two episodes is just enough that it satisfies me that I can hold off for another two weeks. So, 
now I've got those two episodes, and maybe I'll be reviewing Do Da 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 next. I'm not sure, but uh, you know, it's a great series. I love it. As long as the ending doesn't go like off the wall or something, it's going to be awesome in my book. Uh, I'm not sure what I want to rate it quite yet because the story really needs to come together into a fine point. I mean, it's very spread out and very diverse. There are a lot of characters, a lot of things going on, and it it's starting to come together and it's been starting to intertwine, but now it really needs to come together. Like everything that we've been hearing, listening, and seeing really needs to come to make one point. You know what I'm saying? Like a solid conclusion. Not, you know, more of this free-floating sort of thing. And maybe after I'm done with da 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 I'll go back to watch Bacchano. Uh, if I can find those DVDs somewhere. I'm sure they're on right stuff. I just need to stop and buy them. But yeah, uh, I have yet to see that Iron Man 2 movie. Yeah, I'm going to have to wait for that. I want to see that. Oh, speaking of which, the Marvel animated Iron Man movie is supposed to come out, wasn't it? Not too long ago? So, yeah, I, I definitely want to see that. And there was supposed to be a Street Fighter 4 OVA or a film of some sort. I haven't seen subs for that anywhere. Where I mean, where is that? I definitely want to see that. And uh, subs for uh, Bakemono Guitar 15 are not out yet. I just got I, I just got done checking before I got back on this, uh, this segment here. I, I suppose I could talk about what's going on in Bleach and Naruto and all that stuff, but to be honest, Naruto has gotten so bad that I'm not keeping up with it like I, I usually do. You know, usually I give you, well, here's what happened this week, and I completely bash it. I just, there's just so much. I just don't, <laughs> I just don't feel like bashing it. It's just too much, too much work. To, even, you know, it's like... If someone said, okay, make fun of Michael Jackson, where, where would you start? The child molestation thing or the plastic? I mean, come on, which, how, you know, how would you, how would you even start that? But, um, there's actually quite, quite funny, I saw a, uh, a post on Twitter, I think it was by Zach Bentz, who said, I wish Michael Jackson was alive again. That way we could go back to not giving a shit about him. <laughs> you know, because it's been the one year anniversary of his death, for those of you who don't care who are responsible adults who don't care. It's the one-year anniversary of his death. And, um, yeah, that just means I need to go back and pee on the grave again because my urine's washed away from the first time. But, I mean, if I had to make fun of Naruto, like, right now at this point, there was this awesome picture. I had a screen... I have a screen cap of it because it's perfect. Naruto's rapping, right? And Killer B loves it because Naruto is a half-assed rapper. Literally half-assed. I mean, like, any random black kid you get off the street can rap better than him. <laughs> and I say that with all due respect. I don't want to sound like a racist here. Let's just be honest. White people can't rap. I mean, Eminem, whether or not you like his music, he's a brilliant composer. Okay? Now, whereas his rapping can be questionable at times, but either way, he's a brilliant composer. But my point's the same. Like, white people can't rap. So Naruto's rapping... And Killer B's like, kind of digging it for a while, and then Naruto just keeps going, hey, yo, yo, hey, yo, yo, hey, yo, yo. And Killer B turns around and says, like, hey, yo. And he has, like, the smile and this thumbs up. That's annoying. <laughs> and I'm like, this picture will have great purposes and great uses in the future. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just can't wait to use that. And, um... But, I mean, in terms of what's really going on, Naruto's met his mother. 
Oh boy. And now he's fighting the QB. And oh boy. He needs his mom's help to do so. Man, it's just so much work right now. I don't want to. It's just too much to handle. I mean, freaking mama's boy needs mama's help to fight a giant fox. Never mind you've been using its chakra for the whole series. Now you just want to use more of its chakra. Well, you know, I understand it can be cool to watch a little blonde boy in an orange jumpsuit fight a giant fox. I, I guess that can be cool. But uh, the thing I wanted to see was the, the Ninetale Fox take like a human form or something. Like, I would have been kind of happy if Kishimoto decided to, to rip off Kubo and make the Ninetale Fox take an evil Naruto form. You know, instead of wearing an orange jumpsuit, he's wearing a blue one. And instead of blonde hair, it's black hair or brunette hair or something like that. You know, that would have been awesome. And uh, instead of uh, using... Rasengan uses Chidori, and yeah, crud. You know, Kishimoto should think of making that guy into a character sometime. You know, he could make him emo too, and and since Naruto is mainly physical, he can use like illusions and crap. You know, I'm surprised Kishimoto hasn't jumped on this idea and 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 made a made a character like that. But um, yeah, the the thing that's got me going most is Bleach. I kind of. And as bad as this sounds, I dropped One Piece for like I, I'm I'm like weeks behind it. Uh, whereas Naruto and Bleach, you know, I'm a week or two behind it. I mean, like maybe I'm two months. Nah, I'm at least a month behind on One Piece, and it's just this flashback. I'm really not feeling it. Really not feeling it. You know what I mean? I I just I want to see Luffy's character development. I don't want to see this flashback that is supposed to entertain us while supposedly this time is passing in I don't know Luffy's current state I don't know how to I don't want cheap entertainment while you're trying to pass time in the main story just you know just get the crew back together damn it come on that's all I want just bring the crew back together you know, and that's what I was, that's what I'm waiting for. I don't know, maybe that's what it is. I spent too much time away from the crew, you know. It's like, you spent all this time building a crew. Now use the damn thing! You know, sure, we saw a lot of Zoto action, a lot of Nami and Usopp and, and Sanji. And, I mean, but come on. What's the point in building a giant crew if you're not gonna, well, it's not giant, but I mean, what's the point in building a crew if we don't get to see them? I've read 500 some odd chapters just to get to this point. And now you're like, I don't feel like drawing them anymore. So they're all going to disappear. <laughs> Come on. That's not, that's not cool. Uh, anyway, you know, I'm not sure where it's going. You know, I used, to I used to think I knew where the general direction of One Piece was going. Now I have no freaking idea. And I'm, uh, you know, it's... I might sound like a heretic to say this, but um, I'm not even sure if Oda knows kind of... Well, he I'm sure he knows, but I'm not sure... I mean, I know he wants... I know what... I think he knows what he wants to do in the long run. I'm not sure if he knows what he... You know, how to get there currently. Like, what's the next step he needs to do to get back on track? 
And right now I feel like One Piece is really off its tracks, and that's why I haven't picked it back up. Maybe uh, once I pick it back up and I'll just bust through this this arc or this little flashback, I'll feel a bit better about it. And I'm sure that's the case. It just, you know, reading a lot of these series, one chapter at a time at a week, you know, a piece, is it, it can be pretty rough. You know what I mean? So maybe, I mean, like, like I brought this up a million times. Look at the Bleach Kenpachi fight. That takes up a whole graphic novel. Reading that one week at a time, I can imagine just people, fans in the U.S. just complaining and complaining about, oh my goodness, it's another fight chapter. Oh, when is this fight going to end? Oh, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But I guess that goes for pretty much everything. Nobody's really happy with a chapter. You know what I mean? It's just not enough happens, to, to be honest. So, I don't know, what have you. But I mean, over in Japan, it's looked at as just you know as a disposable art form. You buy the magazine for five bucks. It has you know it's the size of a freaking phone book, literally. You know, you read one chapter from a bunch of different series, and then you throw it away. You know, it's not like here in America where I keep all my shonen jumps. So, in that regard, here in the U.S., when we look at it as as soon as it's printed, we just keep it. Where in Japan, it's like okay, yep, that was great. You know, for them, that's like. For us, you know, we go to theaters to see a good movie. And as soon as we see that movie, if we like it or not, we'll say, okay, I'll buy it when it comes out. And that's the same thing in Japan. When the Tonkuban comes out, they buy the Tonkuban for that, you know, permanent source. Like if they want to go back and read it. If it's not good enough to buy the Tonkuban, it's just like if we saw a bad movie in the theaters. We just say, ah, eh, it was sucky, I won't buy it. And, and as simple as that. But yeah, I mean... Bleach is kind of, um, I don't know what to think about it. You know, it's not bad, but, I mean, it has, it's right at the edge of a knife where right now I'm anticipating something really, really good or something really, really bad. And I'm hoping it gets good because I don't, I mean, let's be honest here. I don't really want to read a long, but bad, yeah, a long, bad manga. I want to read a good one. You know, a long, good manga is fine. Something like Berserk, you know? I don't mind that. Subasa was fine. The uh, Holic is fine. I don't think Holic... Is Holic done yet? I thought Holic was supposed to end soon, but... You know, either way, you get my point. So I really want Bleach and Naruto to start, you know, getting their act together. And One Piece, you know, I just give it some time. Oda will be right back on track. But, you know, that's that's it. That's all I've really been keeping up with. Everything else I've either... <laughs> I have yet to finish. I mean, I got like several series I'm close to finishing sort of thing. So, you know, not really anything to review. But what will happen is I'll finish all of them. <laughs> and then I'll say, well, which one to review? I'll review half of them. The rest of them will just kind of fall through the cracks. Unfortunately. Maybe I can prevent that from happening if I release regular shows. But, you know... That, that can be difficult to do as well. But anyway, this, this uh, segment has gone on long enough. And um, I just want to leave more uh, some contact information with you again. Again, you can follow me at Twitter. That's Josh, J-O-S-H, underscore Dunham, D-U-N-H-A-M. Just like the comedian, just like the boots. Yes, there are Dunham boots. Google that. Uh, also, my blog... 
You can go www.animationpodcast.blogspot.com in case you're getting this from iTunes. And speaking of which, you can subscribe on iTunes. Uh, I'm on the Anime Digital Dysfunction Network. Please go there. Even if you want to download the episode from there, it doesn't really matter because you're all you, you know you're downloading it from the same spot. So, to me, what all that really matters is you know download numbers. If I can get a hundred downloads an episode, I will be walking on air. You know, but uh, yeah. Let's see. Any other information? Yeah, you can contact me. My email is up on the site. Why do I not give out my email publicly, like over the air? Well, one because it's very long, and for you know, to be proper you'd have to say it spell it out and say it again but i'm just gonna say it's up on the site and under every blog post there's an email button you just click that and it'll send me an email you know what i mean and, and i have my email right up in the upper right there's it just says that right there email me or something like that it, it, it's pretty self-explanatory so send me a link. I'm still looking for sponsors just because I joined the Anime Digital Dysfunction and I now have the Shaft promos, which you will be hearing or have already heard in this podcast. Doesn't mean I'm not looking for, for people to add. So, you know, I'm still, you know, I, I want to be, you know, there's only so much I feel like doing as a solo podcaster. You know what I mean? I believe there are a few good anime podcasts on the internet. We stick together and help each other out so we can build up this empire to rule the world, then the galaxy, and then throw shuriken at each other in giant robots. <sighs> okay, that was a bit obnoxious. But anyway, so there's my contact information. This episode is over. Thank you for listening and downloading. You guys are awesome. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't do this show. So... Until then, I'm Regan Strongblood from Anime 82 Going Ghost in Mecha Action. Wish he would stay 
another day So we can dance, darkness away My Lupin the third Let's do this Whistling a tune 